Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Electric Leftovers. My name is Jason. This is episode 334. Uh, opening up everybody's favorite month, June. Why is it everybody's favorite month? Hell if I know. Y'all are weird with your favorites. How you doing? We survived Memorial Day, ladies and gentlemen. And I cannot tell you, I think my favorite day of the year. I know, I just made fun of you guys for having a favorite month and it being June. But my favorite day of the year, I think is the day after Memorial Day. Because that day, everything just kind of... <sighs> you know, if there were a way to describe that day, it would be that. Just... <sighs> it's very nice. Like, I'm still real busy. I still got a lot of crap to do at work. But the pressure's so... It, it's just down, man. We went from, like, a rolling boil to just put it by the stove. Anyway, enough about me. Let's talk about me. Uh, today on the show, we're going to listen to some music from a game called Arkista's Ring for the NES. We're going to read some reviews on Anticipation, also for the NES. We're going to read some weird news, and that's probably it. No uh, schoolhouse rocks, no nothing. Just uh, easy, clean, moving up, moving forward. Yeah, that's what we do. Move forward. Evil Shogun has stolen the Ring of Arkista, plunging the Elven Kingdom into darkness and despair. And Shatner-esque pauses. Only one elf, Christine, is brave enough to take up the treacherous challenge to recover the stolen treasure. She must fight through towns, graveyards, and mazes crawling with hordes of monsters. Yet, with your help, can she make it through the infamous ninja dungeon? Questionable sentence structure and punctuation abounds on the back of the box for Arkista's Ring, an action game for the NES, oft described as a Zelda clone, oft incorrectly described as a Zelda clone. 
But either how, either way, either way how, either how, it's uh, developed by NMK and published by American Sammy. You remember Sammy? They worked on Amagon. They also worked on Arkista's Ring. This was released in 1990, and it is indeed a top-down Zelda-esque style game. But instead of being like, uh, oh, Guardian Legend, Fester's Quest where you can move through different areas kind of at your own pace and explore this and explore that, realizing you can't do that in Guardian Legend or uh, Fester's Quest or Blaster Master, you know, those top-down kind of things. Arkista's Ring is very stage-based. It's not world-based, so it's not totally a Zelda clone. You have a little elf named Christine. She has a little bow and can get some armor and stuff, and she walks around shooting things until a key appears, and then you can leave. And then you do it again. It's a relatively short game, uh, only four videos for me to finish this thing, but upon further investigation later on, I think you've got to beat the game like six or seven times to get the final ending, back when games used to do that, uh, constantly, and uh, I did not do that, because I, <laughs> this game gets friggin' hard. There's ninjas, oh man, the ninjas in this game, no ninja has ever been more ninja than the ninjas in this game. And that's not a good thing. Lo and behold, there are quite a few uh, reviews for good old Anticipation. And uh, lo and behold, they're generally pretty good. Um, the overall aggregate for old Anticipation is 3 out of 5 out of 188 ratings. Um, I don't know that I trust the GameFAQs little user rating things because they also says it takes 3 hours to beat this game. It does not take three hours to beat this game. It might take half an hour. It might take 45 minutes. Who knows? So, looking at some of the reviews, we have one um, uh, regular contributor. So we're gonna read that one from Spoiler Alert Vegeta. But Honest Gamer gave it a six. Snow Dragon gave it a seven. 
Casket Darkfire gave it a 7. Uh, Apache Man 2K thought it was worth a 7. Death Chicken gave it an 8. Dev gave it a 10. Dragon gave it a 7. And so on and so forth. It's got a couple, mostly middle of the road-ish, but it's got a 10 and a couple of 9s. But let's see what old uh, Edge 107 here thinks. In 2005, Edge 107 uh, said, uh, The only thing I'm anticipating is the end of this game. I don't know how in the world I'm going to pump out 400 words for this baby. Oh, there's a minimum? That explains a lot. But I'll try anyways. Anticipation is a board game for the NES. Although fun for about five minutes, it quickly dwindles down to a boring, mediocre game. The point of the game is to be the first to guess what it is that the computer is drawing. There are a variety of different topic, topics, excuse me, such as food, leisure, etc. If you guess the drawing correctly, you will get one of four different colored cards. Once you collect all four, you can move on to the next level. As you go up levels, the difficulty gets marginally higher. So far, this game probably sounds like Pictionary ripoff or the old game show Win, Loser, Draw without the washed up celebrities. I don't remember there being celebrities on Win, Loser, Draw. Uh, but rather than putting you up against your friends or celebrities, you face a bear and an ice cream cone or a horn. I usually play as the shoes. Gameplay. The only real gameplay is when you're trying to guess the picture. Other than that, the computer does everything for you. What happens is when you land on a square of the board, a blank picture pops up. Magically, white lines start to fill in, making a basic shape of an object. You have around 15 seconds to get what the drawing is, but uh, an opponent usually buzzes in after 6 to 8 seconds, and the drawing is an intangible mass. Well, none of that's correct. Uh, you have about 30 seconds, and magical white lines do not start filling in. There's a pencil. We talked about this last time. The objects can range from igloos to obscure tools such as a hand pump. Not really. I think one of those things is more obscure than the other, sir. There's a two-player mode, but I never tried it out with my friends since I didn't want them to suffer through this disgrace. Edge does not have friends. Graphics. The graphics are okay. The shoes, teddy bear, etc. look pretty good, and the different colored squares on the game board look fantastic. In parentheses, sarcasm. Bleh. The drawings vary. Some of them are pretty good, while others I can barely tell what it is even what it is even if the drawing is completed. There we go. The coolest part of the graphics is when you move from one level to the next. A cool little beam, like ones from sci-fi movies, comes down and transport your transports your shoe to the next level of the game. Music. The music is below average. It's pretty dull and doesn't even mix with the game very well. I do have to give credit because there is different music for each part of the game, such as if you land on a green square, the music is different from when you land on a blue square. There's no sound effect, albeit when the little beam picks you up. <clears throat> Pardon me. Difficulty can sometimes be difficult to get the object before the com uh, competition does, so advancing to the next levels can become a bit annoying. There's four different difficulties though, so if you have trouble on medium or hard, you can try easy until you get good at guessing the objects. Replayability. Once you beat Anticipation the first time, it will probably be quite some time before you want to want to beat it again. Anticipation is a very good dust collector. Finally, Anticipation is a mediocre game that will have you want waiting for it to be over. I do not recommend this game unless you want to waste time or you can't find your game of Pictionary. And Edge gave it a four. <clears throat> That's right. If you buy this game even when Edge told you not to, you're a Fool. Um, I have this game. 
It's sitting on my shelf. I don't know if you guys heard that. I don't know what the hell that was. Sounded like someone was riding a weed eater down the street. <coughs> Excuse me. Alright. Next, Vegeta in the space year 2000 says, Mario Party this ain't. And he gives us rankings right at the top. Graphics 5, Sound 3, Music 3, Originality 6, Play Control 4, Group Enjoyment 6, Individual Enjoyment 5, Challenge 6, Ending 2, Overall 4, All Out of 10. Good points, he starts off with. An interesting game based off of the popular question mark party game. You play as one of four various items, a pair of pumps, a doll, a trumpet, etc. And you have to move around a board, collecting different colored pieces so you can move on to the next board. The first person to complete all three boards is the winner. The challenge is in guessing the picture so you can collect each colored square. So does this party game hold its own as a Nintendo game? Or does it fail to draw any points? We'll see what you did there. Graphics, not much of a winner here. Nothing is well drawn. It's all average. Sound effects don't even get me started. Music, look at the sound effects. Originality, sure it's an original idea. And then in parentheses, the rest of the sentence, never been done before and probably won't be done again. If there's more in the parentheses than outside of the parentheses, rewrite your sentence. That doesn't save this game. Play control, too many times I move to select a letter and I press on the wrong one. It's too muddy. Sounds like your fault. Enjoyment. The game is marginally better if you have more players. That just makes it more fun to deal with because then you're competing against actual intelligent players. Challenge. I swear, even on very hard does this game suck. It's too easy. I can guess just about every single picture, except for the ones on the third board, as soon as they're seen. Sure you can, Vegeta. Ending. Oh boy, I won. Whoopty friggin' do. Bad points. Well, this is a party game. It's like Mario Party. Without Mario. And without the enjoyment. I'm gonna go play GoldenEye now. A real game with competition. He gave it a 4. Vegeta gave it a 4. Vegeta is... It's like Mario Party. Without Mario. And like 20 years earlier. Oh boy, Vegeta. And just because they were short. Here's another one. Am I for real? Says in 2003. Shoes move ahead five spaces. Anticipation is the first board game video game for any gaming system, or so I've heard. A Pictionary clone that can have up to four players with two controllers, or human, uh, either human or CPU players, excuse me. Should you lack controllers, you can just play versus the CPUs. After about two plays of this game, I'm ready to review what I found, its pros and its flaws. He opened two parentheses in that and closed one. Gameplay six. The board game is simple. Guess the picture and you move the number of spaces shown. The longer it takes you, the fewer spaces you move. Anyone can key in at any time, pressing the pad over, and attempt to solve, only given one wrong letter. Two knocking them out for that turn. The objective is to answer each of the four puzzles to ascend to the next level. Whoever does this three times first wins. It gets harder as you ascend and if you kick up the CPU difficulty until you have absolutely no hints or outlines to help you like straight Pictionary, you can adjust the difficulty to suit you. So that's our most in-depth uh, review of the gameplay, but not great. So start on a thing, you open up the puzzle, and while the pencil is drawing, there's a die that is counting down from six to one. The sooner you buzz in, the bigger the number on the die, the more you will move, 
right? So you kind of have to be aware because you can't see the board while the drawing's going on. So if you're on green and you need pink and it's four squares away, you want to make sure you can try and guess what the picture is at the number four on the die, right? So you got to kind of pay attention. Um, graphics 3. Graphics, he says, in graphics. Very simplistic and not the best looking even for a NES game. Then again, a board game is not really meant to be showy, right? Take that, mousetrap and omega virus. Sound 4. Besides the puzzle music and space advancing sounds, there's really much to listen to. There are a lot of games with more and better sound than this one. Control 5. The controls are slightly irresponsive. You can't key in letters as fast as you hit the button, which can cost you valuable time should you really have to hurry up to solve the puzzle. The only other thing you need to do is either key in your attempt to solve or select options to start the game. The game almost relies purely on brain power, not control or speed. He said immediately after saying, but you gotta be fast. Replay value 3. There is very little replay value. It's not so bad if you can gather up a few friends to play, but by yourself, it could get boring quickly. Being able to select a number of CPUs and their difficulty saves this for solo players. Playability, 10. If you can see what's being drawn, you can play this. Solving is a whole different story. Anyone can play, but only the experienced, or those good at Pictionary, will win. Buy, rent, borrow, burn uses a cheap coaster? Burn, he says. This Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced. When I bought it for 99 cents, he says, well, I bought it for 99 cents at GameStop. So if you can find it for a cheap price, I don't see why not. If you don't like it, then I guess you can give it to someone else or find some other use for it. I think I paid two or three bucks for my copy. Well worth it, I still say. Player info, one to four players alternating. Since you aren't playing simultaneously, you don't need a four score, though I've never tested that option out. It should be just like Wheel of Fortune Family Edition. First controller player, first controller controls, there we go. First controller controls players one and three, and second controller players two and four. It can be a mix of any number of humans and CPUs. Saving, this game is so small you wouldn't need a save state. It doesn't have one anyway. That's good, because the Nintendo doesn't have those. Overall, five. Fun with a few people, but not much if you're alone. If you have friends and a little pocket change and find this game, then go for it. Don't expect much, though. If all else fails, chip up for a copy of Mario Party instead. And this was early 2000s. Can you guess when Mario Party came out? Um, I like Anticipation. As we talked about last time, I think it's a pretty fun game. Uh, Jay Smythe gave it an 8 and said it's a solid Pictionary clone. Mouse53149 said the fun never goes away and gave it a 9. And Phil Parent said it's a simple little game and gave it a 9. And, uh, you know, I'm going to put it up there. I'm not going to go 9. I think I'll go an 8 with, with uh, Anticipation. I think it is a lot of fun. The graphics aren't super great. They don't need to be. The music's not super great. It doesn't need to be. There's not a whole lot of situation where it comes in. I mean, there's music for when you're moving around the board. There's music for when you're solving puzzles. Final Fantasy VI, this ain't. But I think it's I think it's a lot of fun. Totally fun to play. Like I said, if you can find a copy or, or get yourself a, a download, him, um, get some friends together. Get drunk and play it. It's a lot of fun.
Let's read some news and then we can call us a call us a project. Our lead story: What could go wrong? More than 800 New Yorkers, aged 75 and older, are going to get a new friend, The Verge reported. The New York State Office for the Aging, the NYSOA, is distributing robot companions named LEQ, built by Israeli company Intuition Robotics to help with social isolation. For example, engaging in small talk and helping contact loved ones. Quote, it focuses on what matters to individuals, memories, life validation, interactions with friends and families, said NYSOA. Oh, that was in the story anyway. Uh, Director Greg Olson. Intuition Robotics said LEQ can project empathy and form bonds with users, even cracking jokes for users who tend to laugh a lot. I wonder if uh, Intuition Robotics has anything to do with that... uh, I forget what they were called. The Black Cube. Yeah, the one that spies on people. Just thought. Fine points of the law. According to the Conrad Public School District in Conrad, Montana, that's a good place for it, there's an old law in the books that stipulates that a school principal is responsible for feeding and tending a horse if a student rides it to school. On May 23rd, WTHR-TV reported 12 students at Conrad High School put the statute to the test, riding their steeds up to the school and leaving them in the care of Principal Raymond Day Brucker throughout the school day. Apparently he had no time to comment while he kept his charges watered and fed and presumably mucked the parking lot. That's a terrible thing to do, ride a horse to school. They're going to be there all day. Goals. A man... In Japan, identified as Toko, has spent almost $16,000 to make himself look like a collie, fulfilling his dream and depleting his savings in one fell swoop, winnowers reported. Toko uh, contracted with a professional company called Zepit, which makes sculptures and costumes for movies and amusement facilities to create a costume that is extremely realistic. It took 40 days to build. Quote, I made it a collie because it looks real when I put it on, Toko said. Long-haired dogs can mislead the human figure. I met such a condition and made collie my favorite breed of dog. End quote. There's a disturbing amount of investigation and research that went into that. Criminal no longer on the lamb. And the B is in parentheses, so you know what's coming. In South Sudan, inmates at a military camp have a new jailbird to get to know. Or maybe that should be jail sheep. Ha <laughs> NBC Montana. Why might in Montana report about the horses? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Anyway. I uh, reported that the ram was arrested and convicted in May of murdering an African woman by, quote, hitting her in the ribs and the old woman died immediately, said Police Chief Major Elijah Maybor. The owner is innocent. The ram is the one who perpetrated the crime, so it deserves to be arrested. However, the owner has also been ordered to pay five cows to the victim's family. This happened in South Sudan. Why is NBC Montana carrying this story? Slow news day in Montana, I guess. Weird science. The Cambodian Ministry of Environment has taken to Facebook to plead with the public to stop picking a rare carnivorous plant known as a pitcher plant for the way it captures insects, live science reported on May 17th. The plant, or uh, the plant, Nepenthes bocarensis, could be driven to extinction if people continue to harvest it, scientists warns. 
So why, you might ask, are people, particularly women, so drawn to picking the plants and having their photos taken with them? While the leaves are still developing, the mouths of the plants resemble men's genitalia. Aha! If people are interested, even in a funny way to pose to make selfies with the plants, it's fine, says Francois May, a botanical illustrator. Just do not pick the pictures, because it weakens the plant. Conversely, I'm sure you could find a dude to fill in. There's, there's plenty of them that are pretty desperate. Lose something? Iberia Parish, Louisiana, sheriff's officers were called out at 3.30 a.m. on May 22nd because of a house found abandoned on a trailer attached to a truck, KATC-TV reported. The rig was blocking the road and signs, mailboxes, and trees had been damaged along the street. In addition, power lines and poles has been hit. <coughs> Excuse me, that came out of nowhere. Knocking out power to about 700 customers in the area. Uh, deputies arrested Tony Domingu, 46, and Nico uh, Como, 32, as they had been told they needed permits to move the home. But they went ahead and tried to do it their own way anyway. Both men were held at the Iberia Parish Jail. <clears throat> I'll have the pasta from clickorlando.com. Florida International University recently published a three-year study of bonefish living off the South Florida coast that might make you rethink your entree order. The fish they studied averaged seven pharmaceutical drugs with at least one containing 17 different substances, Click Orlando reported. Lead researcher Jennifer Rehag, Rehage, I like rehage. Said the drugs are entering the fisheries through the wastewater systems and include blood pressure medications, antidepressants, antibiotics, and painkillers, among other medicines. Researchers say the drugs could also change the fish's behavior, making them more susceptible to predators or affecting their reproduction. We're going to Florida to have fish. Everybody, come on. It'll be great. Suspicions confirmed Marilyn McMichael, 54, of Queens, New York, was reported missing in January by two of her foster sisters, Simone Best Jones and Sharman McElrath. WPIX-TV reported on May 24th. WPIX. They had not seen or heard from her since June 2020 when she called them during the first wave of the COVID-19 pandemic, saying she wanted to go to the hospital. McElrath said they did go to her apartment, but she didn't come to the door. Best Jones said this wasn't unusual for McMichael. She wouldn't talk to us for years because she didn't want to. She was particular and peculiar. I'm in this post and I don't like it. When they tried to file a missing persons report in January, officials said they couldn't because they weren't next of kin. Oh, sure, yeah. You can only report someone missing if you're related to them. <clears throat> What happens if you're like an only child and get kidnapped? Like, you're the last surviving one. That's a dumb law. And police told them McMichael might have been on vacation. The sisters asked the building manager to go with them to the apartment where when the master key didn't work, quote, they never tried again, Best Jones said. But on April 26th, as New York City Housing Authority construction workers did maintenance on scaffolding outside her bedroom window, they saw McMichael's skeleton on her bed. The sisters announced her death on Facebook. Quote, we wanted her to have a voice through us, knowing I was here and I had a life on this earth, McElrath said. What happened to all those stories were like, that was a weird smell, and so we went and investigated. God. People are just terrible. Just break the door down. Just do it. 
Bright idea. Stephanie Kirchner, 33, a farmer who works at a stud farm near her home in Schubpach, Germany, has had to make some changes since gas prices have climbed in the wake of the war in Ukraine. Instead of riding to work in her Toyota SUV, she's now riding a horse or driving a horse-drawn carriage to her job about three and a half miles away. It makes what was once a 10 to 15 minute commute take up to an hour, the Associated Press reported, but she saves $264 a month. She said, children like the horses, but quote, humanity is hectic. And then some people are annoyed if they can't get past me fast enough. Another downside, quote, I can't put a horse in a parking garage. What you need is an elementary school teacher from uh, Montana. That's what you need. <clears throat> I don't think it would take an hour three and a half miles on a horse. Like, even when they're just at a, at a gradual pace, you know, they're fairly quick. I don't know. Maybe, maybe German horses don't have the, the get up and go. Anyway, honesty is the best policy, and we're going to learn why from uh, Fox 13. After Michael Calvo, 51, of Cape Coral, Florida, crashed his semi-truck into the back of a Publix grocery store in Haines City on May 26th, he didn't immediately get out of the cab because, he told an officer, he thought he was being pranked for a reality TV show. When the officer was able to remove Calvo from the truck, Fox 13 TV reported, he asked if he had fallen asleep or suffered a med medical emergency, to which Calvo answered, I was smoking my meth pipe. Calvo was arrested on multiple charges, although the deputy police chief did express his appreciation for Calvo's honesty. Good thing he didn't go missing. He'd be dead. This is the time of the show, ladies and gentlemen, where we end the show. So I'm going to end the show. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Um, if you would like to uh, leave a rating and review for the show, it would be highly appreciated. If you would like to check out videos for Anticipation and Arkista's Ring, you can find me on YouTube at Jason's Groove Machine. Also on Twitch, where we finished up Chicken Police last Monday, and we will be starting up a brand new game, uh, Spirit Fairer this coming Monday. We're going to play that till we finish it or get bored, I guess. I don't know. Um, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, it's at JasonGRVIN. And if you'd like to buy me a coffee, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash electric left. It's in the thing below the thing. Uh, thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Um, hope you're getting your podcasts from a reliable source. One that casts many pods, I guess. I don't know. I'm going to go away. Edit the show. And get the hell out of Dodge. <laughs>